get 18 NFL Sundays a year and you chose to use one to watch Premier League lacrosse? Yes. <laughs> yes. I like lacrosse. It was the last game of the year. <laughs> so <laughs> this is this is we're just going after each other like this now. I no, no, no. It's it's it. it's fine. <laughs> this is what happens whenever you drink iced coffee before you get onto the podcast. I got to bring the juice. That's why I'm so chatty, Kathy tonight. I can't shut up because I'm on caffeinated. <laughs> I I don't know what to do for Matt there. But anyway, we're gonna move on into picking some games for this week, man. Um, not nearly as solid as a week as we had last week, but um, we're definitely going to start off in the noon slot, and we're going to start off in Dallas. Uh, A&M and Arkansas with the Southwest Classic in Jerry's World. Arkansas is the unofficial home team this year. Noon kickoff, SEC Network, Texas A&M, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Wit, get us going. So six-and-a-half-point uh, six favorite for A&M. I'm going to take Arkansas with the points. Uh, I think they keep it close. I don't think they win. I think this is another one we're going to have three weeks in a row where Arkansas is in the game from start to finish. Um, I think K.J. Jefferson, obviously, to me, is a better quarterback than Connor Wegman as of now. Connor Wegman, still developing. Obviously, he's a really good player. He was a five-star coming in. Um, I don't think A&M's looked bad. I don't think they've looked great. They don't look like a team that should unseat um, Alabama or LSU from the, the top of the SEC West, but... Um, they do look pretty good. They're solid at receiver. The offense looks way better this year than it did last year. Defense is a little suspect. They've had some good games, had some bad games. Uh, the game against Miami being the main one that you look at and go, shoot, and they're probably not that good. So I think it's a high-scoring game. Um, I think it's very similar to the LSU-Arkansas game we just watched. And uh, I think A&M wins by, like, three points. You know, I, I think A&M – actually looked a little better offensively without Connor Wagman and with Max Johnson in there. And I think that with Connor Wagman's injury, I imagine Max Johnson's going to play for a couple weeks. I haven't seen any other reports. Uh, last I saw was the x-rays were negative, but generally I feel like that means there's like a tendon or a ligament issue. So it's going to be like a little, like a three or four week thing for, for Wagman with his injury. Uh, I'm assuming that he's going to be out and that Max Johnson is going to be starting this weekend. He's Day-to-day. He's day-to-day. Yeah, Jimbo didn't say – it says right here, Jimbo, he's day-to-day. There's nothing definitive. Yeah, so I imagine that they go with Max Johnson in this game uh, with, with Wagman's injury. But that, I think the offense looked pretty good, and Max Johnson was you know, very, very uh, cohesive in running the offense whenever he came in. I felt like they looked a little bit better. Uh, I think Wagman might have a little bit better handle on – the offense, but it is what it is. A and M's more talented than Arkansas. Uh, I I really think A and M is going to figure this whole thing out, and I don't know why, but I've got a sneaky suspicion that A and M is going to start reaffirming themselves into the SEC West conversation because they they've looked really good on offense. And if their defense can be okay, there's there's going to be a a a run here with a And M that I think with the rest of the West being in the shape that it's in, Ole Miss doesn't scare you anymore. Arkansas doesn't really scare you. I think a And M wins this game. I think it's close. I do agree. Arkansas Arkansas is in a uh, cornered dog, cornered cornered pit bull uh, 
mode. Wounded animal mode. Wounded, full wounded animal. I'm going to go A&M. I think Arkansas drops to two and three, and I think the conversation starts to swirl around all about Sam Pittman and where the Arkansas program is. Chad. Yeah, look, I completely agree, and I almost hate to go three across the board again because we did that with Notre Dame Saturday night, and it did us just, just no good. Like it absolutely screwed us, and we all get – by the way, we haven't been putting the standings out there on the show, but rough week for pretty much all of us in our picks. Rough season so far. Rough season so yeah. far. Matt leads Matt leads the standings. He's 500. Me and Witt are 9 and 15 in our picks so far, man. It's these, rough. But did, have you done against you know the spread, or is it just all straight up? I'm just doing it all straight up based on our picks, based on the picks we made to, for, to win the game. Which we don't have any skin in the game unless y'all want to get some skin in the game. Down. I'd be in. 50 bucks? I'm not talking about that. I think we should do something a little more fun. Ah, interesting. Like, say, loser has to go to the Idaho Potato Bowl and wear, and, and, with, in short sleeves. Jesus Christ! I'm not Idaho buying in December. I'm not buying a plane ticket to Idaho in December. I think you're gonna have to drive. <laughs> you're gonna take I some would, time off work. Knowing me, I would drive, but still, I, I, I would not. Okay, do maybe not the Idaho Potato Bowl, but we could come up with like we a, could come up with something like a very fringe, terrible bowl game that's one we of could. us has to go watch. We could. We actually really could. It's like a loser. We leave, have to go by it's, ourselves. It's like though. a loser leaves town kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So here, right. here, here's here's how we do it. Well, we'll come up with it later. Let's okay. let's pick. Let's pick. We'll come up with that later. Stay tuned. We'll come up with something next week. This all will start the show next week. Let's come up with that this week. But um, yeah, for real, I agree with you guys. I'm going a And M across the board. Um, hopefully we don't get screwed again. But look, Arkansas's talented team. I think I think I think six and a half is really probably a, it's a touchdown game. I think it's a touchdown game. A And M's offense is struggled, but man, A and M's defense looks elite. And his defense looks elite. Oh, they look good. Really? They look good. Against Except Auburn, for the Miami against game. Auburn. Auburn's offense. They, Auburn's offense is bad. Auburn's right, offense let me take that is bad. Let me take that back. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reel. Let me reel this back in and start over. AM's defense looked really good last week. Is that better? Yeah, but I wouldn't say the the e word. The e word. Sorry, is, is a special sorry. occasion. Sorry, you're, you're, you're no. right. Sorry, my a, bad. And it was elite that's, against that's Peyton a, Thorne. I'll give them that. Yeah, they're they, okay. Yeah, they looked really good, minus the Miami game. How about that? Of course, okay. the only team they played is Auburn. Of course, but I, I, I'm going to disagree. But agree to disagree. All right. Regardless, I made a boo boo there. We'll move past it. I think a And M's going to win the damn game. Okay, I made a boo boo. I overstepped. We're moving on. So. ESPN 12 noon. I have skin in the game on this pick. Florida and UK. Um, two and a half point favorite Wildcats. Uh, Wit, I'm probably going to hate you after you make your pick, but go ahead. So I think Kentucky wins this game by at least 65 points. Uh, it's going to be, you know, <laughs> uh, honestly, I've been back and forth on it. I haven't really gotten to watch mm-hmm. Kentucky a lot this year. I'm not going to lie. Shit. Yeah, no. I, I am going to pick Kentucky. What was the spread? Two and a half. Two and a half in favor of Kentucky. It's basically yeah, a pick'em. Okay, basically yeah, pick so, yeah. So I'm going to take Kentucky. I, I think it's a close game. Um, I think Kentucky plays a lot better defense than Tennessee does. So I don't think that Florida's just going to be able to run straight through Kentucky the way that Florida did Tennessee. Um, Mark Stoops just doesn't let that happen. So I, I'm back and forth on it. Like I mean, I'm going to take Kentucky, and even if it, I thought it was Florida, I would still take Kentucky to be honest with you because it's close enough. And I hate Florida, so 
I try not to pick them as much as possible, but I I actually do in a non-biased way looking at it. I think Kentucky will win the game. Matt, what do you think? Oh, unbiased. It should be the seven o'clock game and not Tennessee South Carolina. Facts. Uh, Facts. This is a noon South game. Ooh, yeah, this is the game. noon game. It's a noon kickoff in in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, Kroger Field. This has been one of the more competitive SEC East rivalries in the past few years. Unfortunately, um, and but the, all the games have been super close, and even several of those last few years when Kentucky was on their like thirty-one year losing streak, those games were super competitive, and it would always come down. I mean, I, I feel like the Name brand recognition isn't there for a lot of people, but Florida Kentucky has been an extremely good game. Oh, I hate them. It's a rivalry. I hate them. I, well, I don't like them. They don't like us, and I don't like them. It, it is, and and but this game being in Kroger Field, got to go with Kentucky here. Evan Leary hasn't looked good. Now, it would not surprise me one bit if Florida won this game because of their defense, because of their defense alone. Look for the under in this game. I don't even know what the what the what the point spread is, but the the defenses are going to be teeing off on each other. Florida's strength is the run game. Kentucky's strength is the run game. They've got to get those going in order for them to, their offense to be successful. I think that Kentucky is going to have the home field advantage. I do think that Florida is going to have a little bit. I think they went through their their Tennessee hangover this past weekend. They kind of slept walked. Yeah, through a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's but, an understatement. But, but yeah, but I, I think I think I think Kentucky's a better team than Tennessee this year, and I think they're going to go up against a Florida team that maybe underestimates them a little bit. It is a rivalry game; it's in a hostile environment. I'm going Kentucky. Look, nothing I'm going to say has any opinion based on statistical fact. It's all going to be biased, and I did I tell you right it's now. Like, it's like you say it up front. in my. In my heart, I'm just going to say it up front, but there's no way these stupid rednecks in Kentucky, these bluegrass, worthless, toothless individuals are going to beat us three years in a row. It's not happening. Devin Leary has five interceptions. Five. And who have they played? No one. We beat Tennessee. Not that that means anything, but for the purpose of sounding ridiculous, I'm just going to keep saying things. We're going into Kroger Field. And I'm taking this from Ryan Day. I'm cutting promos, baby. I'm going to go into Kroger Field. It's Florida against the world. It always has been. And our defense, honestly, though, our defense, I think, is better than Kentucky's for real. Kentucky, I don't think they I don't think they have the running backs that can match up with what we have in the backfield. Hey, also, Ray Devin Davis Leary is has, pretty dang solid at running back. Ray Davis is solid, but be between Vontrell Johnson and Travis Etienne, you're telling me he's better than them. I might would take him over Johnson. I don't think I'd take him over Travis. No, you're not. I look. I think our running game is better, and I think our defense is better. And again, we're not losing three years in a row, baby. Eating damn Kentucky, baby. We're coming out of it with a win. Give me the Gators. It's going to be close, though. I'm going to give me the Gators by seven. The older Chad gets, the more he turns into George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be working for the Yankees soon. My name is Chad. I'm unemployed, and I live at home with my parents. <laughs> oh, but anyway, <laughs> moving on moving on to the 330 slot SEC game of the week on CBS. Um, George is a 14.5-point favorite against Auburn on the road in Jordan-Hare. 
But since George is your team, I'm going to let Matt go first. I hate Auburn so much, and it is so nice to see them suck so bad. They're terrible. It's going to be a beatdown. The only thing that I hate about this pick is that I'm going to enjoy watching Georgia kick the ever-living. Georgia's going to beat the shit out of Auburn, and it's going to be glorious. <laughs> it's not going to be close. Now, Georgia's got some offensive, like, uh, not questions. I, I wouldn't say questions. I wouldn't even say concerns. Uh, it's almost like when are you gonna get? It's it's just like there's there's like hiccups in the in the machine. There's like a kink in the chain. It's just not cohesive. It's not fluid. It doesn't look smooth. But that's what happens whenever you lose as much talent as you lost off of the offense from last year in a well-oiled machine. So. Uh, but I, I think George is going to figure it out, and Auburn, quite frankly, is abysmal on offense. They've gone; they was, played three quarterbacks last week, and they had a total of like fifty-six total passing yards. Fifty-six passing yards last week against Texas A&M. Now A&M's defense has been decent; uh, they looked horrible against Miami, but. I just think Auburn's very, 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 very bad. And Hugh Freeze said it today in his press conference. Uh, and in his press conference, somehow made his story the plight of Kirby Smart, saying, look how long it took Kirby. It was awful. Hugh is the most cringy SEC coach. It's the perfect fit for that cringy cult-like school in East Alabama. Really, it's, it's West Georgia. I, I, I consider Auburn West Georgia. It basically is. Um, Chad. Georgia pick. <laughs> I just can't help but laugh. I, do, I, I, think, on I, I will say, I think my favorite thing about Hugh Freeze getting hired by Auburn is it's brought back this like fiery hatred that I feel like <laughs> Matt has been missing for Auburn over the past like three seasons. Because he hasn't been concerned about him. Oh, no, I haven't. But see, the thing is, is, I've hated him that much already. It's just been like, I have just reveled in their misery. And they're complete, like, I, I, I got to stop. Y'all are going to get me on one. It feels the same way about, like, once Hypo got to Tennessee, it's like Matt already oh, hated man. Tennessee, and then it just, like, ramped up to, like, a fiery rage. It just came out of nowhere. It's it's because it's 30 years of just pure <laughs> hatred for these places. You can't pull that out of a man. <laughs> I'm going to have a stroke before <laughs> this is all. <laughs> that entire prediction was nothing but I hate Auburn. <laughs> all right, look, for real. I'm, look, I got to pick Georgia. It's like, I would not, I'll say this, I won't be surprised if Auburn does some Jordan hair, black magic type stuff because, I mean, it, it can happen. But I just don't think Auburn's there offensively. I picked Auburn last week to go on the road and surprise Texas A&M. And they burned me. And I again, I wouldn't be surprised if, if picking against Auburn burns me this week again with Jordan Hare Black Magic. But truthfully, Georgia's a better football team. Look, Georgia, Georgia hasn't looked overly impressive. And honestly, I I hate to say it, but this is God. It's this just is a testament to how bad Georgia's schedule is. This is Georgia's first real test. This isn't even a test. It's not even a test, though. That's what I'm just saying. This is Georgia's first real test, and it's not even a test. Look, unless Peyton Thorne has an unbelievable day and Auburn does black magic stuff, like, 
Georgia's going to win this game. I think Georgia's going to win this game by more than the point spread. Give me Georgia by 21. Wit, pick your dogs. <laughs> well, as Chad said, I'm picking Georgia. Um, and honestly, to me, I think going back and watching the South Carolina game, I, I honestly didn't get to watch a single second. I will own that of the UT Martin or the Ball State game because I had other stuff going on. I've been going to a lot of football games. I went to a football game this weekend, but I did watch the UAB game on the way home. Uh, luckily, I have three phones for some godforsaken reason, so I got to watch. Yeah, I have a third phone. Thir- I have a third phone third now. Phone? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you off air, but I have a third okay. phone now that is work-related, so uh, hopefully not for long, but I do have it right now, and I, could, I can watch stuff on it. So I used all three phones on the ride home. Uh, so I got to watch the Georgia game, got to watch Notre Dame, Ohio State, and got to watch Arkansas LSU. But I think, judging off of the South Carolina game, judging off of the UAB game, the two that I've really gotten to see and decipher, I think, especially if Lad McConkey comes back in this game, this is a fifty to nothing football game. Auburn is terrible. Their defense is not awful. It's okay, but it's not good. It's it's still. I would rank it maybe eighth or ninth in the SEC. So, like, it's in the bottom half. It's still really bad. But for where they're at, you know, not terrible. That offense might be the worst offense I've ever seen in the SEC. It's horrific. I would take Vanderbilt's offense right now over Auburn's offense, mostly because of Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne's been terrible. I know they played three quarterbacks this past weekend. None of them could get anything going. I don't think A&M's defense is that solid. I don't think they're bad. Um, but I don't think they're elite whatsoever, and they could not move the ball at all. So I think Georgia absolutely dominates on defense. I think Georgia has at least two scoring touchdowns on defense slash special teams. I think it'll be, I think they'll both be pick sixes or a fumble recovery, something like that. Um, Carson Beck is probably going to overthrow three receivers during the game, uh, but outside of that, Georgia's going to look completely flawless. I think this is a game that Georgia wins, and everyone goes, okay, Georgia is still the most talented team in the country. Right now, Georgia is still the best team in the country. Um, let's see what happens the rest of the season. So that's my prediction right now. And I do think Lad McConkey's going to play. Good Lord, I got a little too excited and called A&M's defense elite, and I'm never going to get to live that down, am I? No. Maybe they are. Maybe they're I'm an not. idiot. They're not. No, they're not. I, I did. I, I will admit, I got a little too excited there for a second. Yeah. But... One one game I am excited about, especially after this weekend and the way that both teams kind of played and Ole Miss disappointed, LSU got a little bit scared. LSU is going into Oxford, 6 o'clock on ESPN. This is our last SEC pick of the week. Three-point favorites, LSU. Matt, you're kind of sort of an Ole Miss fan, so we'll let you go last here with. So... If you would have asked me after the Ole Miss-Alabama game, before the LSU-Arkansas game, I would have picked Ole Miss for sure. Um, I think I'm going to take LSU. I, I don't think LSU looked great in the first half against Arkansas, but come second half, the offense started moving. Their defense is really solid. Honestly, the only reason Arkansas scored as many points as they did is because of how good K.J. Jefferson is. If he was not there, even I mean, if they had Carson Beck on that team, I still think Arkansas would not have done even close to as good as they did against LSU. So I give a lot of credit to him. Um, I love Sam Pittman, so I'm not dragging him or anything, but LSU is really good. Jaden Daniels, after that Florida State game, has played out of his mind. Um, 
Malik Neighbors is one of the best receivers I've ever seen in the SEC. He's an absolute superstar. LSU can do pretty much anything they want on offense. So I think I think it's a close game in the first half, and then I think LSU runs away with it. So I'm going to take LSU by somewhere between 14 and 10. I'm going to say 10. Look, I agree. I, I think even with the game being in Oxford, I think that it's going to look somewhat a lot like this past week. I think Ole Miss will come out, probably strike first and use the home crowd to their advantage. No, I'm torn. I'm in the middle of my pick, but also like I, I want to like change my pick. I really don't know. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I, I really don't know, but I feel like LSU is... It's probably the safest the safest route to go here. Because the, the conversation goes back to what we had earlier in the show. Where's Lane Kiffin's big win? Is this finally Lane Kiffin's big win? I think they can do it because they get him at home. I think last year I thought was an opportunity for Ole Miss to beat LSU. And they didn't. But the loser of this game is officially out of playoff contention. And they're out of the SEC West race unless chaos ensues. And both these teams are good enough to win the SEC West. They are. But I really I don't have a grip on this game. I really don't have a grip on this game. I, I wish I could provide more insight than that, but I gotta let Matt speak. I give me the Tigers by ten. I just I feel like that's the safest way to go because I feel like this is a game where I feel like this game's gonna be unpredictable. I, I kind of started to think I had something on it, but in reality I'm just I'm really unsure. So LSU by 10, as lame as that is. So just, just give me the Tigers. Before Matt goes, I want to say something about something Chad just said. I'm not and not dogging Chad or anything. I think this game is losable for LSU since they only had the loss to Florida State. They don't have an SEC loss. This is a must win for Ole Miss. Ole Miss has must it, win for both. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's a must win for LSU. I don't think it's a must win for LSU. I think it LSU is. I think their playoff life depends on it. No. If they lose playoff, they're out. playoff no, wise, no, I, I, yes. Well, maybe. Playoff maybe. wise. Playoff wise. Yes. Unless well, they okay. win the West and right. then win the SEC. No, I, 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 I disagree with a that. A ten and two LSU that wins the SEC and beats Georgia in the SEC championship I agree. is going to the playoff. Yeah. I agree, but they, but you're still but you're still talking about LSU having to go to to go to Tuscaloosa later on in the year. How the hell is Alabama going to score points it's, against them? Tuscaloosa it is an That's easy a, place to play. I was just there this weekend. It's it's quiet. <laughs> It's the people, revenge, look, fans are snapping their game. fingers right now in Tuscaloosa. There's no cheering going on. That's a revenge game, dude. That's a revenge game. Anything can happen there. And God knows. I have no faith. I stand by, I stand by my prediction, by the way. I don't know when Auburn and LSU play. I stand by my prediction that Auburn's going to beat LSU in Death Valley. I don't care. Hey, LSU's going to play, play the juggernaut of Florida also this year. Don't forget about that. That's right. We're never going to lose again. I think it's a big game for LSU. I'm not going to say that it's they could lose this game and they're like, yeah, whatever. We, you know, it's just another loss. But I don't think they shake it off if they lose. Having two losses five weeks in is not something you want. Did you just throw on a Taylor oh, Swift reference? It's been it's been a, a weekend of T Swift. It has huge. Travis Kelsey's merchandise is up 400 percent since yesterday. Sales, all Swifties. Swifties, Swifties are. Fourteen-year-old girls are out in full force, aren't they? You know, it's, it's not just fourteen-year-old girls. It's like girls our age and up to like thirty-six. Obsessed. I was gonna say, it's I think every girl that, that I'm friends with is concerning. obsessed. That's concerning. It, it it is, but I mean, hey, good for no, them. Just take. just pick. Let's talk about football. Right. Damn it, pick the damn game. So, 
In January of 2020, I was accepted into the beautiful flagship University of Mississippi. And if there's anything that I've learned, <laughs> I don't understand why that's funny. It's true. This is just a fact. I'm just stating a fact. Would you? <laughs> if there's anything that I've learned since that month, it's that you don't trust Ole Miss to do anything. It doesn't matter if the head coach changes and the quarterback changes and anything. You just have there. I have zero faith that Ole Miss is going to win this game at all. None. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. Why, you ask? Because the Alabama game this past weekend, which I was not upset about this, Ole Miss should have had 21 to 24 points in the first half. Alabama put the game on a silver platter and said, here, take it. Alabama had nine negative plays in the first half. First half. Nine negative plays. Ole Miss was, did not take advantage of it. There was Alabama blocked a punt on the one-yard line and ended up kicking a field goal from the 22. Like, good God, a, a snap over the head and two sacks. Now, Ole Miss's defense played well. I, I don't think that they played great. Here's where I, I do think that they played really well. But late in that game, Alabama started being able to and to really push the run, and it's because L Ole Miss doesn't have a lot of depth. Pete Golding is is doing a really good job with that Ole Miss defense. There's not a whole lot of depth on that side of the ball. Aiden Daniels presents more of a threat with his arm than Jalen Milrow, so they're going to have to watch out for the legs. You're going to have to watch out for the throwing ability. Aiden Daniels, the best quarterback in the SEC. The only hope for Ole Miss is that they're healthier at receiver and Jackson Dart actually has people that he can throw the ball to. Because if you look at a lot of the a lot of the opportunities that he was throwing into this one this past weekend, it was a lot of tight windows. He's gritty. He plays tough as hell. I love the way he plays football. I love the leadership. I, I don't think that you could put any part of this past weekend onto him. He threw a pick, but honestly, I mean it was kind of a desperation throw trying to make something happen. Dane Kiffin kind of wanted him to do that. Ad read. It is what it is. I just don't trust Ole Miss at all, especially in this series. This is another series that historically Ole Miss has not done well in, and LSU has dominated. LSU is a very bipolar team. They're going to have moments in the game where they don't look like they know what a football is, just like they did against Florida State. The difference is I don't think Ole Miss is good enough to take advantage of those. I think LSU wins this game by at least 14. All right, moving on. Surprising college game day destination this week. First time they've ever been there. We're moving to the ACC. Um, the only only one of two picks that we have outside of the Southeastern Conference this week. Um, number 11, Notre Dame at number 17, Duke, 730 on ABC. So this game is on, not only has college game day, but it's the ABC game of the week. Um, Wit, Notre Dame is a five and a half point favorite. Uh, I think Notre Dame wins this game easy. I watched them against Ohio State. I actually think, number one, Notre Dame should have won that game. I'm, I think we all are yes. in agreement on that. They let Agreed. it slip away. Um, Ohio State had the lead for most of that game, but Notre Dame, in my opinion, outplayed Ohio State in that game. If not for Emeka Ebuka and Marvin Harrison Jr., even though he missed a large part of the game, Ohio State loses that game every single time. So... 
Uh, I think Notre Dame's a good football team. I think they found something that they didn't have in that Ohio State game, and that's weapons on offense outside of Sam Hartman and outside of, I think it's Ikime is their running back. I believe that's his last name. Estime. Estime, yeah. Audric Estime. Yep, Estime. The, he's he's a stud. He's actually leading the, I'm pretty sure he's leading the entire FBS in uh, rushing yards right now. But great player. He's also played an extra game. He has, but still, great player. Um, so I think Notre Dame wins this. Duke, I think Duke's a good football team, but I think Duke is the good football team they were last year that went 9-3 and three, and not a good football team that should be ranked in the top 15. So I think Duke is getting a lot of credit for beating up on Clemson at home and no, and not, you know, disregarding Florida state's win over Clemson this past weekend. Cause that was a huge win. That's a program changing win they had, but to my, in my opinion, Clemson is really bad this year. Clemson honestly could lose four to five games this season and it would not shock me at all. So not trying to discredit Duke's win over Clemson either, but at the end of the day, I don't think Duke is that good. I think Notre Dame is a really good football team, and it would not shock me to see Notre Dame run the table and make the playoff as a one-loss team, with the one-loss being Ohio State. So I'm going to say Notre Dame, and I think they went big. I think it's 14 to 20 points. So I, I actually disagree. I think this is going to be a really close game because of one reason, and that's Mike Elko, the head coach of Duke. As them playing outstanding defense. Phenomenal now, coach. Phenomenal coach. I, I mean, he's it, it, there's going to be an SEC coach fired somewhere this year. There it just there always is. We don't know who yet. <clears throat> Jimbo. Saban. I I kind of think Mississippi State, Mike Elko to Mississippi State is a uh, uh, Texas AM better jump on him. I mean, I think they should, but I don't I I Texas AM's got a lot of money to walk away from on on uh on Jimbo. Mike Elko. It's only $80 million. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oil money. Chump change. Yeah. Power HVAC uh, money. Absolutely. Generator money. Generator money. Generator money. So if 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 you look at what Mike Elko's done in a vacuum at, at Duke, he has made a program that has been historically very uncompetitive, Terrible. very, very good. Now, David Cutcliffe had them like eight and four, seven and five. He's taking them to the next level and he's doing it with less talent. Uh, he is a really, really good head coach. And because of that, I think their defense, this is this is going to be probably the craziest crowd that has ever happened there in Durham. Uh, th- it's going to be awesome to watch uh, Duke show out. I mean, I hope that game day is cool. Game day is kind of a shell of itself and, and it's not producing really well, but Duke getting game day is really cool. I'm sure that everyone's going to be there and they'll do a thing with Coach K and they'll do a thing with you know the basketball and JJ Reddick's probably going to be the guest picker if, if Coach K doesn't want to. There, there's going to be some some basketball tie-in. Shout out to Mike Elko. I do think Notre Dame wins this game and I think, again, it's because of Sam Hartman. And look, man, Sam Hartman put, had Notre Dame in position to win that game last week with that drive down the field. Score a touchdown with under a minute. Great throw to the tight end. Touchdown. They go up four. They just couldn't hold on. Defensive woes. Al Golden, idiot. I think Notre Dame wins this game, but I see it being much closer to that touchdown to three-point range. And Notre Dame is going to wind up in a dogfight with a surprising Duke. And no, this ain't basketball. Three-point game. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Notre Dame wins. 
I agree with pretty much everything Matt just said. I think this game's going to be much closer than people anticipate it being. Let me just go over point spreads for Duke uh, this year. Beat Clemson by 21. Beat Lafayette. Granted, it's Lafayette. By 35. Beat Northwestern. Granted, it's Northwestern. By 24. Beat UConn. Granted, it's UConn. By 34. So while they haven't played the greatest of competition all year, Outside of Clemson, and you can make your own conclusion on Clemson if you want to. Duke has not played a game this year under three touchdowns. Not one. That is a testament to how well Mike Elko has this defense playing. And that's what good football teams do. Good football teams take care of business against the teams that they're supposed to take care of business against. Lafayette, UConn, and where Northwestern is this year with everything that's gone on with them in the offseason, you do those things to teams like that. Those are bad teams. Then the one team that they played this year that's a good team, we'll put air quotes up for that, good team, they destroyed on Monday night on Labor Day. We all saw it. Riley Leonard's a good quarterback. Riley Leonard's a very good quarterback. Mike Elko, again, I'm going to say it every time we have talked about Duke this year, which has only been twice, still, I'm going to say it again. If we talk about Duke again and we pick another game again, Mike Elko better be at the top of your list for head coaches to come get. He better be the guy. If you have an opening and you're an elite program, if you're not going after Mike Elko, you're making the wrong hire. Well, I mean, that could change between here and now. But, but, but you get my point. I think this game is going to be closer than people think. However, I think Notre Dame is way too talented. Again, I, I think... I think Durham's going to be rocking like it was against Clemson. And I think Duke's going to put up a fight. But overall, Notre Dame just lost a hard-fought game at home. They're going to be really disappointed. And to come in with a chip on their shoulder, a lot to prove the rest of the year. And Sam Hartman still, regardless, Sam Hartman played well Saturday night. He didn't have his best game in the world, but he's still going to be in Heisman contention when it's all said and done. Give me Notre Dame, but give me Notre Dame by 10. And I think that it's a seven-point game. And Notre Dame kicks a field goal late with about a minute left and just to make it a 10-point game in double digits, and it looks worse than it is. I think Duke will play tough, but give me Notre Dame. And one last pick. Uh, we always have to do it. Just make quick pick. Um, Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina. This game is actually on NFL Network, so pretty cool for Georgia Southern to be on NFL Network. Saturday at 7 o'clock, Georgia Southern is a six-point favorite. Uh, Whit, go ahead. So... I've actually been keeping up with this one a little bit. Clay Helton is all over Twitter and social media asking to pack out the stands at Paulson. So, and from what I've heard, it sounds like they're sold out. So it, it's going to be a rock and home environment. Uh, you guys know as well as I do, Paulson Stadium is one of those sneaky, really tough places to play. Um, at one point, Georgia Southern had, I'm pretty sure it was the overall college football record for uh, best record, best home record. Is that right? Or at least an FBS. Best record and best win percentage in home in FBS. Best, yeah, best win percentage at home. Like it's like, at, it's at like eighty. Is it like eighty or ninety plus percent? Right, it's up there. It's up there. I don't know if it's still if that's still the case, but it was the case at one point, and it's still a tough place to play. I mean, you can see when Georgia Southern gets teams at home, we don't normally lose. So, uh, Coastal is obviously a good football team, but end of the day, Davis Bren, you know, he threw nine interceptions in one game against Wisconsin, but he turned around last week, had a really good game. Uh, beat Ball State handedly. 
So I'm going Southern. I think Southern's going to make a real play to win the Sun Belt this year. So let's hope it keeps rolling on. Matt, what do you think? Hart Paulson, Hell Southern. Uh, I don't. I just. I mean, I'd, I'd love to pick Coastal because I think that they might be better, but can't do it. Hell Southern, Power Paulson. Hey, Helton is, is they're going to break the record this weekend. That's what the that's what the call is. Break the record for largest home crowd. I think they do it. I think Georgia Southern wins because it's a tough place to play for a group of five teams. It's a little hostile here in Statesboro, Georgia. Chad. Uh, yeah, Coastal Carolina is not the team that they were without um, what's his face, Jamie Chadwell. Yeah, is Grayson McCall still there? Grayson McCall still there? Yeah, Grayson McCall still there. I just looked at Grayson McCall's numbers. They're they're typical Grayson McCall numbers. Uh, He's still pretty good. He's already got over a thousand yards passing. Uh, but look, uh, George Southern, I think, is on point to probably have a maybe a nine ten win season this year and pretty much play very much in contention for the Sun Belt. Uh, look, they just. Tim Beck's not the same coach Jamie Chadwell was. And Grayson McCall, to Swan Song, I hate that they're not going to be as good as they have been because he's a great quarterback. He's been fun to watch. But, I mean, the Eagles. Also, Jamie Chadwell has Liberty undefeated and number one team in um, Conference USA right now as well. Can I just say this, though? Is that even really a step up to go from Coastal Carolina to Liberty? I didn't understand it. We, like we talked about I didn't that when get it happened, but no. And it, so okay, I, mean, I just don't. No, I, I said didn't that, get I it. said that on Twitter on the Rowdy Twitter and Stop got absolutely right? dry, dragged. No, you want me to? Oh no, we can keep going. Yeah, I, just, I, I wanted I, to have yeah. this little conversation. At the I just end. don't know how yeah, long we've going. been going. Let's keep going. We're, I mean, it doesn't we're, have to be. It, it, we got like three minutes. It doesn't have to be super long. I just I wanted to bring this up because the other day I was riding around and I had kind of forgotten that that had happened. And then the I heard Coastal get brought up, and it was like, oh, yeah, Chadwell's actually at Liberty now. And it got me thinking about Matt Campbell. Okay? Three years ago, Matt Campbell was probably on the short list of a lot of SEC schools had he wanted to go. Matt Campbell now, probably not going to get very many calls from anywhere. See, I think all right. Now that it's interesting that you bring up Matt Campbell because me and Lando were talking about this in the group chat. What Saturday? Um, look, Matt Campbell's an interesting case because I look. I think Matt Campbell's a good coach. I think Matt Campbell's the best state, the best coach that we've ever seen at Iowa State. But you have to remember and manage your expectations. The fact that it's still Iowa State. Yeah, but but the. He lost Brock Purdy, and they haven't been the same. It's it's proof to the pudding, though, that if you're a coach in collegiate American tackle football, you've got to strike while the iron's hot because the money's never going to be the same again. And I think you saw the same thing with Jamie Chadwell. Like, Liberty's paying him pretty well. He had opportunities to go to ACC schools. He kind of squandered away. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. And there were rumors out there of his name floating around for the South Carolina job. Before Beamer got accepted, that in. wouldn't have been a bad hire. But he just—I I don't understand, like why guys like Matt Campbell. He was like, "No, I want to stay at Iowa State." Well, guess what, dude? Now you've made your bed. Like people want the hot hand. It doesn't matter if you're actually that good of a coach or not. Look at what Nebraska. Look at what the Carolina Panthers poured out for Matt Rule after he had one good year at Baylor. Now he's at Nebraska, and everyone's certain that he's going to do well there, and I think he will. I mean, it's going to take eventually, time, but you got to you got to leave while the iron's hot. And I just feel like Jamie Chadwell and Liberty is a weird fit. Maybe he's a good Christian man. And he like wanted you to go freeze. to Liberty. Like you freeze exactly. 
So apparently, is out there bapti- Hugh Freeze is out there baptizing people in the room. According river, to Liberty fans on Twitter that dragged me after posting on the Rowdy Pod that I was surprised that he left to go to Liberty. Liberty has lots and lots of money funded to the football program. Like apparently, it's like nope. it's a huge difference between uh, Liberty and Coastal, but I can't. Nope. I don't. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Rowdy Southern Saturday. If you enjoyed the episode, please give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Music and follow our social media at RowdyPod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.